0: Welcome to the Discovery Doc Podcast, where we advocate for optimal wellness and reducing everyday toxic loads, no matter where life takes you. I'm Dr. Cece, doctor in nursing practice, self-proclaimed toxin tamer, and a crunchy mama. I'm Anna Kate, a medical mystery overachiever
1: and your discovery liaison. Join us on this exciting journey as we explore the world of holistic health, cutting-edge research, and practical solutions for a healthier life. Together, we'll navigate through the complexities of wellness, sharing valuable insights, and
0: expert advice. Tune in to the Discovery Doc Podcast. Get ready to be inspired, empowered, and discover a whole new way of looking at your health. Welcome back to the Discovery Doc Podcast. I'm here with your host, Dr. Cece, functional medicine nurse practitioner, self-proclaimed toxin tamer and crunchy mama, and our co-host... I'm Anna Kate, your medical mystery
1: overachiever and discovery liaison, and we've got a series of episodes for you that are going to be a little bit shorter and jam-packed with tons of information because this one is making baby number four, and when he gets here, um, we're going to give her some time off, but we're not going to give your listening ears time totally. off. So we are getting all of these Um up and ready to go so you've got something to digest and listen to if you have a question on any topic that we cover in what we're calling mini-sodes um, that you can go to our website and ask a deeper question on that and then when we get back to our full-length episodes we will definitely dive in and do a listener mailbag.
0: Yes, and a lot of these come from the topics of the mini sous, as we're calling them, come from you guys and things that you wanted to learn more about or know more about. And then some of it is, and some of it is, is that correct English? Yeah. I don't it, know. What's the rest of the I sentence? I was like, in my head, I was like, it was supposed to be R, but it's not. It came out as is. Some of it is what Anna-Kate and I have kind of discussed and delved deeper into and thought it would be a good idea to throw some other cool topics in there as well. So we have, I think a total of 17 of them. Yeah, we may have more. We might have more, who knows, we might get crazy.
1: Yeah, so if you like these, let us know um, and we can, so maybe it's like a summer thing or when we've got a lot going on and need to take family time, um, that that's what happens is you still get information. So make sure that you grab your notebook and pen um, because we're gonna throw a lot your way. Um, We also have some Incredible things in the work. I know we've talked about it before, but we are working on having a community app um, where you get to go in and have access to lots of other resources and courses and all of those things. So be on the lookout for that. So about the time he gets here is hopefully about the time that we're going to start opening that up and getting Mm -hmm. that that going. But we want to make sure that you have all of the resources in one place. Exactly. So that's our goal. All in one stop shop. Yep. So we're going to talk today about what makes her different as a functional medicine doctor and pediatrician and why she does things the way
0: that she does. Yes. So first of all, people get very weird about the word pediatrician. Can we talk about that for a second? It's a big word. starts I, with a P. It's not a silent
1: P. So why, why, why are people weird about pediatrician?
0: People, I, I love my doctor friends, my MD, I should say my medical doctor friends, but Medical doctors, I feel, feel like they have coined the term pediatrician. So people can become very weary if I call myself a pediatrician because I'm a nurse practitioner and I have my doctorate, which is crazy because I practice pediatrics, right? Yeah. So it's I I just want that. I want it to be said and verbalized in no way, medical doctors. Am I trying to stomp on your toes? It has nothing to do with you. But I see kids. So you're a family and, doctor. So, well, I see everybody. Right. So it, in terms, it's just weird when it's like, some people get weird when they're like, oh, I'm taking my baby to the pediatrician. And they're like, no, that's a nurse practitioner. You know, but it's like, but but it's a pediatric, like, I'm, I'm, what? Right. <laughs> so I just want to say that, that it is not to confuse me with a, an MD, but yes people do utilize me as their pediatrician they bring their kiddos to me their newborns to me their well visits acute visits whatever it is and so the question that i got was basically how are you different not necessarily in the world of functional medicine but if i bring my kid to you and use you as my air quotes pediatrician for those who get all offended and weird um (laughs) how how is it different yeah and i love that question and her office is so cute
1: for little ones and they feel yeah. so at ease and her nurse Heidi is fantastic mm-hmm. with kids and all the things that have to happen because you do deal with not only just normal
0: just well visits well, well visits and,
1: yeah. and, and new baby new kid stuff but also if they do need special yes. care because giving Lyme disease issues to your baby is a hard thing to deal with and what do you what do you do on that side so let's hop into that not that every (laughs) everything has to do with
0: Lyme disease but it is something that you see more of yeah so backing up because a lot of my well visit patients their parents are functional medicine patients of mine so I already know their history which gives me a leg up because I feel like when kids go to the pediatrician There is, I mean, you spend what, six, seven minutes with your doctor and that's it. And they don't know you as a family. They don't know your, your health history. They don't know what you are going through as a mom or a dad. And so it kind of gives me a leg up to already know the parents' health history Mm -hmm. so that I then know, okay, I can chart that in the baby's chart and know kind of what to look out for with that baby very preventatively and when that's appropriate. So to answer your question, if I know a mom had Lyme disease in while she was pregnant, mm-hmm. then I have very specific stipulations on. Hey, if baby's developing typically and growing and thriving, awesome. Me as a mom and me as a practitioner recommends just prophylactically testing your baby at yes. this age. I wouldn't. I would never do it. I mean, two to three years old is kind of my. Um, recommendation there, and and not necessarily earlier than that, um, unless the baby is, unless there are signs that are, perking, yeah, yeah. that are perking my ears up, uh, but it, it is a leg up, because that's not, I mean, you go to a conventional pediatric office, and it's cattle, you're, you're you know, shoved in and out, yes. and they know nothing about you, and you aren't educated on, okay, mom has this autoimmune disease, and what does that mean for my kid, or what things should I maybe not do or do? because right. of that health history um, so that's that's number one that's big I spend even for my well visits I spend at least 30 minutes mm-hmm. with the patient because I want to dissect everything yeah if their parents aren't functional medicine patients of mine, then I need to know what this kiddo is kind of set up for mm-hmm. what was pregnancy like what was delivery like what what is your health history and I take that very seriously because then it, it guides me uniquely for that kid to say okay by six months we should probably start thinking about this right by a year we should probably start implementing this right um the other thing i think that's even a bigger topic i guess um that is why i get certain patients who come to me for pediatric well visits or acute visits is because i will accept you as you are yes And I am such a firm believer that we as parents should be the ultimate deciding factor when it comes to our kids and not schools, not other things, not anybody else. This is my child. And yes, it's not to say that we shouldn't have a group of people who educate us and empower us and support us in making medical decisions for our kid and guide us right but it should always be a guidance it shouldn't be a dictatorship
1: right and it's being presented with all of the information not just being
0: told what should happen exactly and then making sure okay so this parent has all the information and I, I love giving parents resources and books and you know websites and journals to read on, on unbiased information, yeah. right? So that they can sit with that as a family and dive through it. If they don't understand something, then they can come back to me and talk about it. But then they are educated to make a decision when it comes to their kid and I am there to support that decision. Right. right. Or to help guide them on that decision, whatever that decision might be. I just really want parents taking that power back Yes. and not being so reliant on, well, my doctor said, my doctor said I had to do this. And so now I feel pigeonholed to do this and forced to do this, but I I don't really know if I want to do this. That is where I come in. I'm like, all right, dope. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Like,
1: let's get you to the place where you feel confident in all of the information available to make an informed decision, yes, based on the needs of you and your family, and you know, exactly. and, and I think that that's absolutely fantastic that you get to see the parents and and the kids and mm-hmm. know like it's not just individual health; it's whole family health. Right. So I know that my mom is a patient of yours. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering um, how her test results of the things that you've pulled for her
0: translate over so this is so funny because and we're adults like even i mean HIPAA, right so i'm not telling you yes it yeah but but it is when i see families it is so interesting to see the correlations and in my own family i see multiple people Mm -hmm. in my in my own extended family and i'm like wow this makes sense like apple and tree yeah you know it's really cool to see that I love seeing that, but no, I'm not telling you anything. No, I
1: don't want you you to tell me anything, but I mean, it gives her more insight on what's going on in my body and all of my weird stuff, what's happening and where it came from. I know I have a guess because of what my mom has told me in the past, not anything, not anything new of where my APS has come from Mm -hmm. or something that leads to that or what, like I've told you all that I have APS. Um, so it's just, I'm wonder. I just wonder, and that my mom was adopted. So we're kind of starting health history, kind of one generation back mm-hmm. for me and, you know, figuring all of that out. Um, it's just, it's just incredible, but it's good for mm-hmm. my brother. And I'd love for you to test my brother and my nephews and see, and see
0: and see cool. what else is like, create a medical family tree. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it can go in the binder. There we go. We can add it to the binder. But I think the biggest thing, especially when we, when you're dealing with adults it's one thing right like right. It, it's very very different when you're dealing with a new mom who just had a baby who feels like she has been shunned from one side of medicine because she doesn't want to do one little thing or whatever it is that can be it's a very different a lot of my patients are vulnerable vulnerable but it is a, it's a very di- it's just a very different experience than my functional medicine yeah. patients and so i like to be a safe haven I like to be somewhere that will accept patients no matter what, because you see pediatric offices kicking patients out left and right based on certain decisions that that parent wants to make or not. And to me, that's malpractice. I I don't understand how that is not malpractice that is doing harm by not seeing the child because of what a parent wants to do right so if you don't fit in this box you can't come into this bigger box which is crazy like that so now you're neglecting this child of medical care like that right. that makes no sense to me so i will always see patients no matter what i will always accept that kid i'll always get my eyes on them so that they they can just have that extra support and be a teammate mm-hmm. to the parents and or to the family so that they just never feel like they're alone. They never feel like they have no place to go. Yep. They never feel like they can't be honest and open or that I would judge their decisions or, you know, I I will absolutely challenge you. I challenge my functional yeah. medicine patients all the time. I'll yes. absolutely challenge my patients um, because I don't want decisions just being made out of thin air. Like, well, I saw this on TikTok. So I want, like, no, yeah. we're, we're not doing that. But I will, I will challenge you respectfully, but I will always, at the end of the day, respect the parent's or or um, the caregiver's choice on right. what they want to do with their child. And then just help come around that and really holistically, the other side is, if you start from the beginning, holistically boosting these kiddos' immune systems up, they thrive. I, they thrive. It just yeah. works wonders. Or if you just spend a little extra time then you can see little yellow flags or little red flags that might occur that you wouldn't have seen if you only have five minutes with the kid. Right. You know, because you can really sit there and observe and watch and see the parental interaction. So I just, there's so many things um, that I love about how we go about. Our practice goes about pediatrics and, and well visits. But my favorite thing is being a safe haven for parents. Yes being their teammate, being someone that they know won't ever, ever judge them, Um, and then being able to be part of that kid's health journey to set them up as best as I can for success and wellness and being truly being preventative and not waiting for a problem. But then to your point earlier, if a problem does arise, then we'll see it, and I'll change them over sometimes to the functional medicine side and be like, okay. Kids constipated, has been constipated for the last month and is six months old. We're not going on Miralax. (laughs) We're not doing that. We are going to do a very comprehensive stool test and get this baby going on a gut protocol. And so I think that's also different that I have the ability to transition them into a functional side and also offer more holistic and natural remedies and modalities if they are acutely sick. So we're hiring, if there's anybody out there who uh, can do all that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, reach out to Discovery Wellness. Can you
1: holler, please? Yeah. So if you're not seeing um, Dr. Brooks or one of her associates in her office, find a functional medicine practitioner that puts, that advocates for the wellness of your whole family. Yes. Because it's so, it is so important. So important. So it's not just you know, getting new patients in or, or getting them through the cattle auction, yes. right? And just kind of pushing, pushing things through. Really take their time. And if it's a practitioner
0: that does not want to get to know you as the patient, mm. walk out the door. Right. I think this is huge. You have a choice. I know so often it feels like we don't have a choice, but you should never dread taking your kid to the doctor or you going to your doctor. Right. You should never dread it because or feel like, okay, I'm not going to tell them this. You should never do, you should never feel that. Right. That means you're not seeing the right person. And it might be challenging to find the right person, but you have the choice to try. And I promise you eventually, whether it's locally, wherever, there will be a better fit, Right. but know that you have a choice in that and, mm-hmm. and go explore and try to find that better fit instead of just, Dealing with it and then ending up in a situation possibly where you're doing something for yourself or your children that you didn't want to do, but you felt forced to do. Like nobody should feel like that
1: Mm -mm. ever. And you should click with your doctor. Yeah. If you're not, I mean, it's really not a good, it's, I like having those personal relationships Mm -hmm. with, even though I go see different doctors, I did have a, not a, it's not an event. Anyway, I went and had to have a procedure done. And the nurse said, yes, here's all because I have a complex medical medical history. So I don't know what all they need to like bring yeah. my binder. Here's all my, here's all my stuff. What do you want to know? Um, but when they were they were like, when you talk to the surgeon, just keep it clean. He doesn't want to know all the stuff. And that feels weird to me. Yeah. Like, but that's how he operates because he's a surgeon and doing that thing. So he wants to just
0: and see, I, I understand that in terms of a specialty, right? right? I understand that because to him, it's not pertinent about so. Like to him, he's not going to care about your Lyme disease. He's not right. going to care about X, Y, and Z, right? It doesn't pertain to what the procedure that he is doing in that moment. But when it comes to your primary care physician, yes, or your PCP, or your kid's pediatrician, the person who's supposed to be there throughout all those special specialists coming in and out, mm-hmm. like the mainstay the person who is supposed to be guiding you on your health right that person you need to be really picky with please extremely picky with and that right person to me will be somebody who is just open who's open to having conversations who's opening open to supporting you who is not going to like shun you or make you feel like you are crazy right and who will help if they don't know the answer who will help explore to find that answer too because so many times we find pediatricians or or pcps that if they don't know something now it's like well you're just that's not real like you're just crazy and that's Mm -hmm. it you're making it up yeah Yeah. so like lose ego bro yeah if i don't know (laughs) the
1: answer and i would always tell my my clients this if i don't know the answer and if i'm not the solution for you i'm gonna help you find the solution because that's the best that i can do If we're not a good fit, or I just don't know, here's a specialist that I'm going to recommend you to. But if I'm not the fit for you, if I'm not the coach for you, I'm going to help you find the coach that is, because you are important to me as a human being and the goals that you want to accomplish. And I've taken you as far as I can take you. And here's here's the next, here's what I recommend. I know these people specialize in right. X, Y, and Z. So yes, bless and release. I'm gonna give bless you, yeah, go on to the next thing to help you get to
0: that place. And yeah, and last little bit on there is somebody who is not the, who doesn't think that they're the end all be all. Yes. I can't trust that enough. Because at the, I would prefer somebody who reassures you, this is your health. This is your life. You need to be the captain of this ship. Mm -hmm. I am here as, yes, I'm an expert in my field and I am here to guide you. But at the end of the day, this is your health and nobody has control over your health except for you. Mm -hmm. And you choose to to listen to these experts or not, but someone who will, Empower you to feel like you're educated enough to decide to make those medical decisions, not somebody who you go to see and they're like, okay, well, you have to do this, 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 right. and this. Right. And that's just it. You know, I just, I don't believe in that. Yeah. So,
1: and having someone that you can go back to when you go and see a specialist and say, this is what the specialist recommended. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Yeah. Is this with all the other things that I have going on because they're not looking at my whole picture exactly. like you are? Is this something that you find? doable or
0: beneficial or or, we build that trust and yeah that we build that trust so that's what makes her different yeah that's
1: it in a nutshell yeah is there anything else that you want to talk about or what makes you different as i know this was supposed to be about little ones yeah but that's okay
0: i like the conversation (laughs) um it translates to to all of her patients yeah and i think the only other thing i would say Um, is that a lot of people, once they get to kind of quote one side of medicine, they stick there and they become anti everything else in the world of medicine. And I try really hard to remain unbiased and Mm -hmm. to cherry pick from all parts of medicine because I do believe there is, you know, I am much more holistic and natural minded but there is a place for conventional medicine there is a place mm-hmm. where it is beneficial and life-saving and helpful just like there's a place for natural remedies like right. herbs vitamins minerals homeopathy whatever it might be so i really try to stay open minded like when i say i'm an open i'm open minded in practice I have to be open-minded to everything, right? Right. I can't just be open-minded on one side and then shun the next side because now I'm no better than someone over here shunning this side, right? And then you're not looking at the whole picture if you're shunning one side or or the other.
1: Yeah, and I'm a great example of that is that I'm going to do everything that I can on the functional medicine side and go that route, but I still use on the allopathic side because I need to. to. It's a necessity for me. So I can't just say, oh no, I'm just going to do this or, or vice, you know, on exactly. both sides. So it is
0: find what works for you, right? So I, I like to just kind of balance that teeter totter of choosing, being able to choose the appropriate route for that patient in the in the situation that they're in, right? And making recommendations across the board, whether it's super super natural, whether it's kind of mid ground, whether it's very conventional with a natural twist of supporting you know a, a bodily system that we need to if i do need a true antibiotic or whatever you know i'm not right. scared of conventional medicine i utilize it and choose it very i would say more sparingly but when it's appropriate it has its place it has its place absolutely yeah. Yeah, beautiful i think that wraps yeah. it up yeah so y'all we have uh this oh this is our shortest episode yeah we're yeah. time for like an hour well, um, this is a mini stone so it we want to cram it all yeah. in. yeah So we will continue this conversation um, on the next little mini-sode. We have a very specific question as well that's a good one. So stay tuned um, for all 17 of them, but the next one's a good one as well. Yeah. And until then.
1: Let's let's discover together. We hope you've enjoyed this journey of exploration and learning as much as we have. Before you go, we have a special request for you, our beloved discoverers. We'd be thrilled if you could show your support in a few easy steps. Step one, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to ring that notification bell so you never miss a moment of discovery. Step two, if you're listening via Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to rate and review our show. Your feedback means the world to us and helps others discover our podcast too. Step three, Whether you're on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast platform, please share the discovery doc podcast with your friends, family, and social networks. It's the best way to spread the joy of discovery. And finally, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at the discovery doc. Stay connected with us for updates, behind the scenes content, and so much more. Plus, for exclusive content and additional resources, be sure to check out our website at www.thediscoverydoc.com. And while you're there, if you have a burning question or a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show, simply let us know. Thank you, Discoverers, for being part of our incredible journey. Until next time, let's discover together. The content provided in this podcast provides general information and discussions on various topics related to health, wellness, and medical advancements. However, it is essential to understand that the content provided in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The hosts, guests, and contributors are individuals sharing their personal experiences, opinions, and knowledge in their respective fields. While they strive to provide accurate, up-to-date information, medical knowledge is constantly evolving and the information presented in this podcast may not always reflect the most current research and medical guidelines. It is crucial to consult with a qualified healthcare professional or medical expert for specific medical concerns. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking medical treatment based on the information presented in this podcast. The Discovery Doc Podcast encourage listeners to use their own judgment and discretion while implementing any suggestions, recommendations, or lifestyle changes discussed in this episode. Each individual's medical situation is unique and may work for one, may not be suitable or safe for another. The podcast hosts, guests, and contributors are not liable for any direct, indirect, consequential, or incidental damages or harm that may arise from listening or acting upon the information provided in this podcast. Listeners are responsible for their own health decisions and should exercise caution and seek professional guidance when necessary. By listening to this podcast, you acknowledge that you have read, understood, and agreed to this medical disclaimer. If you have any questions or concerns about this medical disclaimer, please consult a qualified healthcare professional.